1: It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cues podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football.
0: Today on The Juice on the Qs podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about Beheim's Army returning in July and the arrival of name, image, and likeness in college athletics. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman, and our guest today is Bayheim's Army General Manager, Kevin Belby. Kevin, thank you so much for coming on the program. How are you today?
2: It's the best time of the year, Wes. It's the time we get to talk uh, on the podcast and talk some Beheim's Army. So I'm looking forward to a big summer.
0: Yeah, and Kevin, we'll get you started in this one. Let's talk about Beheim's Army. Here's the roster. Eric Devendorf, Tyler Leiden, Malachi Richardson, Chris McCullough, CJ Fair, Tyrese Rice, Pasquale Chukwu, Andrew White III, DJ Kennedy, DeAndre Kane. I know you've had some impressive rosters before, but this roster to me is the most talent you've ever had. Do you agree on that?
2: I do agree with that. Look, and I think every year I think, hey, this is our best team yet. (laughs) But I truly do think this is the best team we've had yet. And it's important. I mean, I know that you've been following this for a while, and the tournament gets more competitive each and every year. So we kind of have to have our most talented roster yet to keep up because every year this thing grows in popularity. I mean, Joe Johnson played in this thing last year. So uh, there's no glory in second place. We've got to put together a team that we feel like can – can give us that chance of getting over the hump and winning that million-dollar winner-take-all prize. So we think that this is the team to do it.
0: One name on the roster I wanted to single out was DeAndre Kane. He's been a champion of the TBT before with Overseas Elite. He now comes to Bayheim's Army. I think this is a huge, huge get. Tell us what he brings to the team.
2: Yeah, look, I think that in the past we have, you know, we just talked about the talent, but intentionally this year we also wanted to get a little bit grittier and a little bit tougher and. I just think that he's probably the toughest player in the tournament. You know, you're going to see him a lot on the floor for loose balls. You're going to see him blocking shots, you know, creating havoc and creating turnovers and spiels on the defensive end. I mean, the guy, you know, won three championships in a row in TBT, and he's just really a Swiss Army knife, a do-it-all type of player, and you really need guys like that. You need guys in this thing who aren't necessarily concerned about trying to get their own points, right, that – that are focused on the team's success, that are willing to do whatever it takes to win, you know. And that's that's what we need from the whole roster. Uh, we've got some of the best names in Q's history of the last 15 years on this team. You know, C.J. Fair was McDonald's All-American, um, led the Q's to beating Duke in that epic overtime game, the first Syracuse Duke game at home. I mean, incredible, incredible player, Final Four, it was more than likely I would I would guess going to come off the bench for us, right? But it's guys that we need everybody to be able to play their role and understand their role, whatever it is. And it might that might change game to game, playing five minutes, playing thirty minutes. Um, so I, we think that DeAndre Kane is a perfect guy to play whatever role we need for him to bring some toughness, bring some grit, and to bring it on both ends of the floor the entire game.
0: The team is going to be coached by Jeremy Pope. Orange fans may not be familiar with him, so tell us about him and how he got hooked in with Beheim's Army. Yeah, super excited about Coach Jeremy Pope to be joining us, and
2: you know we've had Ryan Blackwell the last five years, which has been awesome. And um, Ryan will be still be part of the team as our associate head coach. Um, had a just recently had a baby, so focusing on that as well. But Jeremy Pope, um, you know he's. Uh, He's a disciple of Mike Hopkins, you know, name familiar to Syracuse fans. He's the GA for him out of Washington. So absolutely familiar with the 2-3 zone and he has good familiarity with Eric Devendorf, as, as well as friends with Adam Weitzman, who's involved in putting our team together this year. And, um, you know, we just felt like he'd be a good fit culture-wise, a young, hungry guy uh, that we think can bring a lot to the table for us.
0: And you mentioned Adam Weitzman, so I'll get you out of here on this one. It's obviously important to get a guy who's been so intimately involved with Syracuse basketball involved with Beheim's Army. So what's been his biggest impact?
2: You know, I think we've always viewed Bayheim's Army as the team of the people, right? I mean, obviously, I was I was a manager for the SU basketball team. It's, it's incredibly near and dear to my heart, but it's hard, um, you know, when you have 35,000 people in the Dome to make it incredibly accessible, right? So we've always tried to make this thing accessible to uh, to the fans by doing meet and greets, by doing charity, you know, uh, clinics, by, by giving money back to the Jim and Julie Boeheim Foundation. So really thinking about it, there's nobody who um, cares more about the Central New York community and has proven that time and time again um, than Adam Weitzman. So we're excited for him to be a part of it. And he's had a huge impact on – getting getting different players that haven't played for us before signed up and, and, and invited and involved. And he's just um, – he has uh, a ton of charisma and is a very good guy, and, and people want also to learn from him. I mean, these guys can learn a lot, I think, about life and uh, about business from him by being a part of our team, by, by playing on the team. So he's had a huge role in impact in recruiting, and, you know, he's really, I think, a huge reason why this has been our best roster yet. And I think, really, that we have the best roster in TBT history, you can mark him down. I'm saying that it's really a huge credit to Adam, and it's um, really on our guys to go out and perform now.
0: Kevin, thank you so much for coming back on the program. Again, Kevin Belby, General Manager of Bayheim's Army. Bayheim's Army will begin its quest for the Million Dollar Winner Take All Championship on July 24 at 12 p.m. against Forces of Seoul on ESPN. Kevin, best of luck with the TBT. I think I speak for all of Orange Nation when I say we're pulling for you guys. Appreciate the time as always, and we'll speak with you soon.
2: Thank you, Wes. Uh, you're the man. You know, I'm a huge fan of yours professionally and personally, so Appreciate the coverage, appreciate, you know, all of of Syracuse fans supporting this. Like I said, we feel like this is the team of the fans. And, you know, if people didn't care, I I don't think that we'd still be doing this. So um, it's been a lot of fun for us to give back to the community and provide some entertainment in the middle of the summer. And uh, so we appreciate you and go Orange.
0: Always a huge fan of everything Kevin does. And I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online editor-in-chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well, Wes. Thank you. Brad, it's a historic time period for all of college athletics. They're able to make money off their name, image, and likeness. That's something that's never been done before. What are your general thoughts on NIL?
3: Well, Wes, I think this is the biggest moment in college athletics, certainly in the 21st century. And you probably have to go back to the the breakup of college football back in the early 1980s when the biggest schools pulled out of the NCAA and formed the College Football Alliance, and now, of course, we have the Power Five, and this quite simply has changed the entire face of college athletics because now the athletes on scholarship at at all the universities around the country can make money, revenue off their name, likeness, and image, so it's a milestone, and for a school like Syracuse, wow, I mean, Syracuse sports dominates the market, dominates the central New York region. There are no professional teams, of course, unless you go over to Buffalo or down to New York city. So for athletes at Syracuse, especially basketball and secondarily football and I guess men's lacrosse and women's basketball, these athletes are in a whole new realm of what they're able to do as college student athletes. And I guess it also kind of brings a new meaning to that term student-athletes. It's really student-athletes and entrepreneurs, if you ask me, because for years there have been athletes that have wanted to start their own businesses while attending school, and the myriad of NCAA regulations really made that difficult. But now that's all gone, and you're going to see athletes right off the bat take advantage of all the revenue-making opportunities on social media, and then the athletes that have been thinking about, from that entrepreneurial spirit, different sorts of businesses they have wanted to start, but were not able to, probably due to a combination of that aforementioned NCAA uh, myriad of rules, and also because of simple time allotment, so busy with classes, practice, staying in shape during the off-season and other commitments to their family and friends. So it's a whole new ball game. And the possibilities are really unlimited when you think about it as to the directions that these athletes can go to be making money off of their name likeness, and image.
0: So, Brad, let's talk about the effects on Syracuse because Syracuse, New York is not a top 10 TV market. And it doesn't have the major city branding that a school like a Boston College or a Georgetown or a USC may have. Overall, do you think NIL is a good thing for Syracuse relative to other colleges or do you think this might hurt Syracuse in the long run because NIL may not be as profitable for an athlete in central New York?
3: Well, Les, it's certainly not going to hurt recruiting, that's for sure. And uh, the three schools you mentioned, B.C., Georgetown, and U.S.C., they're all in major professional markets, Boston, Washington, D.C., and Los Angeles. I think the athletes in those situations, in those cities, even though a U.S.C. or a U.C.L.A., or Washington in Seattle. they are certainly bigger schools than than when it comes to Syracuse, but I think some of those athletes are going to get caught up in the fact that those are professional markets. I really think from a collegiate level, it's going to be a big boon to athletes at places like Kentucky in Lexington, Kentucky, Alabama in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Texas in Austin, Texas, Michigan and Ann Arbor, even though that's kind of close to Detroit. I I think that's where you're really going to see the big impact at those traditional heritage schools that have won national championships in those sports. For Syracuse, though, it is going to be big because we know how big Syracuse basketball is. I mean, it's not blue blood in the sense of Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke, but right after that, it's the fifth winningest all-time program. It is, you know, 30,000 in the Carrier Dome and all of that that Jim Beheim has done in building the program. And there is a New York City influence. There's an Albany influence, Rochester, even some of Buffalo, Binghamton, and some of the smaller markets in New York State. And I really think that's going to have a big positive effect. I think Syracuse basketball players right off the bat, football players secondarily, are really going to benefit because it is – the biggest game in town in Syracuse and central New York. And it, it's, it started already with, with social media be, being an easy entree to this with the revenue opportunities that come with different social media channels. And next you're going to see autograph signings, supporting car dealers, insurance businesses, uh, uh things, uh, restaurants, uh, everything along, uh, along those lines. And I, I also think you're going to see, uh, athletes who have that entrepreneurial spirit at Syracuse take advantage of this and start to build on businesses that maybe they had been planning maybe it's now been percolating in their minds the last couple of months and now with the opportunity to move forward that again as long as it fits within all the regulations that New York State and Syracuse University have put in place those businesses are going to take off
0: and Brad we're right at the end of our show your closing thoughts
3: I want to give a shout-out to future Basketball Hall of Famer and one-year Syracuse great Carmelo Anthony, winning the first Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Social Justice Champion Award for all he has done in that regard for the Portland Trailblazers starting their racial injustice initiative in Portland. And uh, congratulations to Carmelo. All 30 NBA teams nominate a flair. He was, of course, one of the five finalists and the inaugural winner. And a tip of the hat to Carmelo Anthony for not only being a top 10 scorer in NBA history, for what he has also done off the court as a professional player, certainly a great representative of Syracuse University.
0: And Brad, my closing thoughts are on Syracuse football recruiting. They picked up a verbal commitment from three-star Florida linebacker Makai Mason last week. Syracuse has seven commitments in the 2022 cycle so far, but Mason is a particular important one because the Orange beat out some pretty impressive competition for him. He picked Syracuse over an offer list that included Florida State, LSU, Mississippi State, Louisville, and West Virginia, among others. Some high majors even some blue bloods in there. It's a huge recruiting win for Dino Bapers and his coaching staff. That's it for us for Brad Beerman, This is Wes Chang reminding you that my car has tinted windows, but only just from dirt. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network.